We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, hey, hey. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna freeze. Uh, wait. <laughs> welcome one, welcome all. Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. Ben Wittenstein. Zach Badgerhouse is in the house. Zachary, we have. Ooh, we are everywhere. We are everywhere that people can find their podcasts. <laughs> Whether it be Apple, Spotify, we're on Twitter. You can follow us at Points Paint. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to uh, to hear from the Points and the Painters on what they want to hear from us and their reactions to NBA preseason, which is underway. We already had, what, the Nets and the Lakers play on Sunday. The, the Nets won that one by, like, 27 points, 26 points. And this week, Zach, NBA preseason basketball almost every single day. Yeah, it's surfacing around again. I think I actually may end up going to the Bulls preseason game on Tuesday. So I'm thinking about uh, checking that out. And I'm going to already... I'm going to already, well, I actually got invited. So that's what's crazy. Oh, there I, we go. I actually got invited. Um, and so we'll see how that, how that goes and we'll see who plays and who gets to run. I'll get to see AO, of course, IO, of course, because I know he's going to get a lot of minutes. So yeah. looking forward, looking forward to that and see what happened with the Bulls, you know. That'll be fun. You might be, you might see a good amount of, uh, the core just because they need to get their chemistry up. They need to learn how to play together in game situations. Maybe they'll play, you know, 15, 20 minutes of basketball together. Maybe. I'm thinking they'll probably play like maybe the last two games of preseason. I'm thinking along yeah. some lines like that. But, you know, you never know, right? We'll see. We just have to wait and see. Well, speaking of preseason, we are continuing with our preseason team reviews with the Boston Celtics this week. And yeah. who did we have joining us this week, Zach? Good old Amina uh, Smith from NBC Sports Boston. She came on the podcast and showed us some love and gave us some pretty informative, you know, details in regards to the Boston Celtics. So looking for, I hope everybody enjoys that interview because I certainly did. And I wish my main man's was right there alongside with me, but you know, had to get that wedding groove going. So that's okay. I did. I was going to say, I appreciate you taking the interview solo. I had to go to a wedding on the day that we were scheduled to uh, interview Amina, and we were trying to work out the times, and I, it was just going to be a it little too close. You never want to be late for a wedding. It's happened to me before. It was not, it was not a good experience, so you never want to be late for a wedding twice in your life. So I figured I may as well bow out. You, you, you got it. It was a good interview, and uh, it, it sounded good. 
Yeah, you know, she gave us a lot of, you know, good information in regards to the team, you know, specifically the coach, you know, Ume Yudoka. And then obviously we talked a little bit about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and some of their new additions and someone who even returned to the team. And so I hope everyone has the opportunity to listen to it and they enjoy it. It'll also be on YouTube as well. So they get the opportunity to watch it as well. There we go. All right. So without further ado, here's Amina Smith to talk about the Boston Celtics. So I want to welcome a guest. She's a recurring guest. We love to have her on the Points in the Pain podcast. She's coming to Boston Celtics this time around for the NBA. She's an NBC sports reporter and host out there in the Northeast. We want to welcome uh, Mina Smith on the podcast, Points in the Pain podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. Good to be back talking to NBA also. You know, this season's just around the corner, like three weeks away, right? And so, you know, we try to, we're trying to cover every team. I mean, we're trying to get all 30. We may come up a little short, but that's okay. That's okay. Y- so y'all going to get it. Y'all going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got Boston. So uh, we were, we were excited for that. You know, we were excited to have Boston. And so one of the first things I really wanted to ask with this week being, you know, the first week the, the guys get in the full swing is how has media day been for the guys, for the Celtics? Mm-hmm. Well, the media day has been good. Uh, it's so weird because this year, you know, with everything with COVID and, you know, strict protocols with the NBA, like everybody is doing everything so differently. Like every team is literally, you know, conducting their media day differently than other teams and things of that nature. But a lot of this stuff to come out of media day for the Boston Celtics, you know, they have a new head coach in Ime Udoka. They bought Al Horford back. You have still a lot of young talent there. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You got Aaron Neesmith, who kind of blossomed a bit last season as well. So hopefully he kind of gets a larger role. Uh, Robert Williams, hopefully, maybe. I know there's a lot of, you know, Time Lord fans out there. They went in to start at that center position. So there's a lot of exciting things happening in Boston. Brad Stevens moving to that president of basketball operations position, which was Really mind blowing, like when that for happened. me too. Like, yeah, like <laughs> Are you getting Danny fired Ainge up? retiring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Danny Ainge retiring after what eighteen years, and then Brad Stevens is like, you know what? I think I'd be good in that position of overseeing everyone. So it, it's it like literally, I felt like you know when I was covering it, everything kind of got turned on its head. But it's almost like a fresh, clean slate for the Boston Celtics as they try to get closer to that 18th banner. And uh, I remember that press conference with Brad Stevens and they said something to the effect of 18th banner or die trying. And now that is my slogan going into the season. So (laughs) I can't wait to see how they do it. Okay. You mentioned the new coach, Ime Udoka. Um, You know, he's the first Nigerian head coach in the NBA. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, obviously they did a good job this year adding what I believe like nine total, you know, black coaches, to the league this uh this off season, but talk a little bit about him and you know how important it is for the league to have like a Nigerian coach, you know, for from a global standpoint, and then also for the Celtics and the city of Boston. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's really important. I remember when Ime Udoka first got announced as the new head coach for the Boston Celtics, and of course you recognize his Nigerian background, but of course we, you know, when we look at it in the face of the NBA. It's having, you know, a black male head coach that that is in that position. And I remember, you know, Jalen Brown, who's very, you know, vocal when it comes to social justice issues. You know, he talked about the fact that that's important. And that didn't that wasn't revealed, I want to say, until 
around media day, like about a week or so ago, you know, where he did an interview with the undefeated, but you know, back when Ime Udoka got hired, you know, we talked about it and I said, you know, this isn't something that I feel like would be a foreign concept. Like this is something clearly that players have talked about. Jalen Brown being one of those players has been very vocal when it comes to social justice. And that was something that was important for Jalen Brown, who had a voice in who was going to be hired as the next head coach. Jason Tatum as well had a voice in that. Marcus Smart had a voice in that as well. And, you know, you look at it and you see most of the players, I believe what 75% of players in the NBA are African-American, they're black males. And so you want to have somebody in that position, in that head coaching position or even executive position that these players can look at and identify with, you know, whether also you're a player, you know, where you can identify with them on the court, but also outside off of the court as well. If they're dealing with issues that, you know, on a day-to-day basis that maybe, a white head coach wouldn't be dealing with, or maybe, you know, experiences, life experiences that, you know, white head coach might not be able to speak to because they haven't lived those experiences. So, you know, not to say again, that Brad Stevens wasn't able to, you know, lend an ear to the issues that players had, you know, it's just different when it comes from somebody that looks like you and has the same experiences of the, the same experiences that you've had both on and off the court. So it's really super important to have Ime Udoka in that position. Of course, important for the Celtics organization as well. And really just a huge step forward for the NBA, continuing to diversify those positions, especially at the head coaching position and also at the executive level. So, okay, for the first year head coach, what are some reasonable expectations for Coach Udoka? What are some reasonable expectations? I mean, we're talking about Boston. So um <laughs> <laughs> Reasonable is an NBA title, so I'm just kidding. But, you know, I think that, like, the fan base, they are looking to take a step at least forward, right? I think the big thing last season was you had a Celtics team that seemed to have all the right pieces. You obviously have a superstar in Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown had a career season last year before getting hurt. And, you know, it just seemed like they could not get over the hump. They were fighting to get into the playoffs. And that's just not something that happens in Boston. Like people were very upset about the fact that, you know, this was a team that was fighting in the play in and maybe they might get into the playoffs. They might not. Like that was something that made fans really upset. So when you bring Ime Udoka in, it's more so to help this team take that step closer to an NBA title to get them over that hump. And then also, you know, strength of Ime Udoka just working under Greg Popovich and in his, you know, in his uh, in his history in the NBA, Ime is able to get the best out of young players, but then also get the best out of veteran players as well. And I think that was something that was missing in that locker room is that there was not that connection between head coach and players and getting the best out of all of them so that they can gel well on the court. Like that chemistry was essentially missing on the court last season. So hopefully they find it this season and take a step closer to getting to an NBA title. Well, Al Horford decided to return to the Boston Celtics. How big of an impact do you believe he's going to have returning to the franchise? I think Al Horford is going to have a huge impact on six, but I think more so inside of the locker room as opposed to on the court. I think because 
you know, I remember listening to an interview with Jalen Brown, and he was on the team, obviously, when Al Horford was in Boston. And he talked about the fact that, you know, Al Horford doesn't have this rah, rah, rah type of, like, personality where he has to get everybody, you know, to listen to him. Like, it's more so like he steps in the locker room and says something, and everybody's at attention. Everybody is taking in what he has to say. And I think that's important, especially for a young team like the Boston Celtics, to have that veteran voice inside of the locker room. So I think that is where we're going to see, you know, the use of Al Horford, him being back in Boston, have a huge impact. Now, that's not to take away from Marcus Smart, fan favorite, okay, (laughs) because we know that he could get that locker room riled up. But it's different when you have that veteran voice in there as well. And, of course, we're going to see Al Horford on the court as well. And I think that also depends on how healthy Robert Williams can stay. You know, and I know Ime Udoka didn't want to hint at who's going to get the starting role, if it's going to be Al Horford or Marcus Smart. But, you know, and he also kind of hinted that we might see both of them start. So, you know, there's a lot going on there. But I do think that there is real value in Al Horford and his voice in returning to Boston and having that voice inside of the locker room. So what are the star players, you know, Jalen Brown, obviously Jason Tatum, what are their approach, you know, for this season coming up? Like, how are they looking at this season? Okay, so I don't know if you guys have been on Jason Tatum's Instagram, but my man, he's in the gym, okay? <laughs> he's been doing all the work this off season. I mean, bulking up. And then I remember uh, actually one of our writers at NBC Sports Boston, Chris Forsberg, he was actually analyzing and looking at, you know, all the stuff that Jason Tatum was putting on Instagram and saying that maybe, you know, Jason Tatum is trying to bulk up so he can drive to the basket. So he's not like settling for those jump shots, for those mid-range shots, for those step-back shots, so that maybe we can see a little bit more LeBron-esque in his game, we know that Jason Tatum has really modeled his game after Kobe Bryant as somebody that he's really looked up to throughout his career, his entire basketball career. He said that plenty of times. I've actually even watched like a YouTube video where they split Jason Tatum on the court and Kobe Bryant on the court. And it's crazy. It's crazy when you put it side by side because it's like, yo, Jason Tatum is really giving the Kobe Bryant vibes out there. <laughs> you know, I'm excited to see the step forward that uh, Jason Tatum takes this upcoming season. Of course, Jalen Brown, again, coming off of one of his, you know, career high seasons in 2020, 2021. And, you know, I'm excited to see kind of how he takes that step forward. But again, I go back to what the chemistry of this team is going to be, because if everybody's a superstar on their own, obviously it's it's not going to take you to where you need to be, which is to the NBA finals. It's how everybody can make it work together so that way they get to the goal that they set at the beginning of the season. You think uh, Dennis Schroeder was a good piece to pick up for the Boston Celtics? How do you feel about them picking up uh, Dennis Schroeder? I think adding Dennis Schroeder to the Boston Celtics was a good move. Um, I think the one concern that a lot of people had when he got picked up by the Boston Celtics was this rumor out there, and reports out there about the fact that he kind of creates a little bit of tension inside of the locker room. That, you know, this is a a player that is a bit selfish was the rumor and the reports that were out there. And a lot of people in Boston, when they kind of picked up on that, they thought again back to last season where that locker room seemed a little bit shaky. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, do you want to add a personality to that locker room that can, you know, 
potentially throw everybody off or blow everything up inside of the locker room. You got a new head coach. You got a new president of basketball operations like this. It's so delicate because everything is so new in terms of people in different positions. You know, is that someone that you want to throw in there? But it seems like Dennis Schroeder is going to be a really good addition. Uh, when you talk about Dennis Schroeder and the deal that he took, I believe, $5 billion for one year, um, probably coming off of the bench, but is going to be needed when you talk about scoring and offensive points. He averaged, I think, about like 15 or 16 points per game last season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, didn't have his best season last season because he was a bit up and down. But I think they want to see that consistent Dennis Schroeder from OKC, where you can come in and drop 19, 20 points and help this team in those crunch times when, you know, somebody needs a break, whether it's a Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, you have some reliable talent on the bench. And that also was an issue last season because I remember, I forget who they were playing, but one game they had putting in people from the bench and oh my God, it was horrendous. <laughs> it was the struggle bus. I was like, well, y'all got to get some help now. During <laughs> but I, I think that I think Dennis Schroeder would be a, a really good addition this upcoming season. So this past summer, throughout the course, I've actually been on record. Me, me, I've been on record on this podcast stating that the Boston Celtics probably won't finish no greater than what they did last season. Now, mm. mm-hmm, and no, I and, 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 and it's so it's so funny. It's so funny, Amina, because. I've been waiting to talk to you. And I wish Ben was here with us because he knows. I said, I'm going to ask her about this. I want to see what she's going to say. Like, do you believe strongly that this team is going to be a top six, team, six, six, top six seed team in the uh, Eastern Conference next, next season, this upcoming season? You know, the thing that I've learned in, in my short time being in Boston is that really, like, the Celtics are capable of anything. Like it, and that's, that's the one thing that I learned last season watching this team is that they are so up and down. And I guess in one way that's bad because it's just like you never know what you're going to get. If you're going to get a win or if you're going to get, you know, bad laws, I don't know what's going to happen. But I think that when this team comes together and they're able to actually pull together their talents in the way that they need to consistently and that they're consistently healthy. I mean, they could be a top six team in the NBA in the, in the in the Eastern Conference. I don't I don't think that's something that's impossible. And again, I really feel like Ime Udoka coming in as a new head coach and all the players buying in. I think that's really key, especially okay. your players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like they are, they seem to be really all in on Ime Udoka. And mm. forget they work with Ime Udoka in USA Basketball as well. So is Marcus Smart. So now you've got like your top three players on this roster that have experience with that coach that he's been able to get the best out of. Jason Tatum coming back from Tokyo with a gold medal. I mean, I think it's possible with this team. So I wouldn't be surprised though if I saw them in the top six in the Eastern Conference. But when you look at the landscape of how other teams possibly have gotten better, what's your argument on how they can you know stay on top throughout those uh, six seeds? Staying healthy. Like, I think that was the big thing that held them back last season. A lot of people look at it as, you know, in some ways an excuse, like how hard COVID hit the Boston Celtics last season. And I get it. Like, I don't like to use the word excuse for that, because if you catch COVID, I mean, what do you want? What do you want to do? Like, Right, right. (laughs) No, you can't play. You can't play. So I think that was a large part of the up and down season that Boston had in 2020. 
Now, with a vaccine and also, you know, these different mandates and all these different different protocols within the NBA going into this season, hopefully you're hoping that that's not as much of an issue, you know, moving forward into this season. And then, of course, just staying healthy, like, you know, body wise, whether it be like, you know, soft tissue injuries and things like that. Like, I think the big thing for them was consistency and being healthy. Like they struggled so much with that during the 2021, 2020, 21 season that if they could get that together again, I think that would probably be the only thing holding them back from being one of the top teams in the East, well, at least in the mix. We're not getting okay. too crazy in the mix. <laughs> okay. okay. So this okay. So final question. And this is the best question because it's for you, your own personal, this is your own personal question. What's your hottest take regarding the Boston Celtics for this upcoming season? It could be anything. It could be a trade. It could be where they're going to place. It could be anything. My hot take for the Boston Celtics, I'm trying to think. I want to do one with seeding because I, I, I really, I really want to be bullish on where, where they'll be by okay. the time they also get here. I'll say that they finish a four seed. So okay. I'll, I'll say that they finish a four seed this upcoming season and going into the playoffs. Because I really, I, I don't know, maybe I put a lot of faith in Ime Udoka. Which is fine. <laughs> I, really, I really feel like, you know, him studying and working with Greg Popovich, his time that he spent with the Philadelphia 76ers, knowing Jason Tatum, knowing Jalen Brown, knowing Marcus Smart, who's the heart and soul, quote unquote, of this Boston Celtics team and all the additions that they made during the offseason. I do think that puts this team in a better position as they, again, move closer to trying to get that 18th banner. Ooh, wait. Top That's a hot one. It is. That's I like it. I like it. The mic's hot. Listen, listen. The mic is definitely hot. Amina, thank you so much for joining us on Points in the Paint podcast. Please tell the listeners where they can find all of your work. You can find my work at Amina JTV on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also catch me on NBC Sports Boston. There you go, folks. Amina Smith on Points in the Paint podcast. We definitely appreciate this. Thank you. All right. We want to thank Amina for coming on. It's always fun talking to her. We've talked to her, what, about the Miami Heat sometimes. Now we're talking to her about the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. She's everywhere. She knows she everything. is everywhere. And I'm just was ecstatic for her to come on with, with us, you know, and just had an opportunity to speak about the Boston Celtics as they, you know, you know me. And I even mentioned it, too, during the interview, you know, how – I wasn't too sure about the Boston Celtics and whether or not, you know, they'll be improving based upon how they did last year, finishing seventh in the East. And so she gave me, she gave us some tidbits on how, you know, they can be better and how they can improve and be in that top yeah. five, top six. And she even gave us that hot take too. So love those hot takes. We're going to hopefully go back throughout the year and hopefully at least one or two of these hot takes that our guests have talked about comes true because our show is going to look like the smartest show of all time for having <laughs> called it all the way back before the season even started that something like that was going to happen. Yes, yes. Milwaukee Bucks, you know, we'll see what happened with them when we talk to Mitch. Uh, Dave King, we got to get with him out there in Phoenix. Yeah. We got him again. So I uh, want to talk Phoenix and how they're going to look to try to bounce back and maybe make it back to the NBA Finals. You know, L.A. Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers, you know, those teams out there may have something to say in regards to that. But, you know, we'll just see what happens out there. We got to go out there to the Pacific and see what's going on out there. For sure. I'm excited about that. And – 
that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. We want to make sure that all the point painters have the opportunity to get some feedback on the Points in the Paint podcast. So make sure you call that voicemail line at 773-273-9088. Once again, that number is 773-273-9088. Give you the opportunity to give us your very own hot takes and opinions as it relates to this upcoming NBA season, what you think is going to happen. So make sure you do that. Make sure you listen to Sharp Lessons as this NBA season gets closer. Oh, Nate yeah. Jacobson is going to be betting on that NBA. And so you love to see it. Also, Ben Winstein, so you do not want to miss that. You do not want to miss Tape Don't Lie as this football season continues with Michael Felder. He's dropping some fire podcasts. So make sure you listen to that, subscribe, rate, and review all these podcasts that we have here at Stadium. And you will hear from us. Mm-hmm.